Hi there, I'm Mara. And I'm Ravi. Thanks for joining us today on Torah Time. We love learning Torah together, and we're excited to learn with you. Hey, Emo, what should I name my pet camel? Humphrey. I like that. I'll use it. Wait, you have a pet camel? <laughs> camel long. That's enough joking. It's time to talk about Parshat Chaye Sarah. Let's get into it. In Parshat Chaye Sarah, Avraham sends his servant on a long journey back to the land where Avraham was born. He gives his servant a mission to find a wife for Avraham's son Yitzchak. Avraham's servant wants to make sure he finds the right person for Yitzchak. So he stops his camels by a well and waits for the townspeople to come draw water. And he asks God for a sign. He says, if I ask a woman for some water and she says, drink and I'll bring water to your camels as well, that will be God's way of showing that she's the one. He had barely finished speaking when a beautiful woman named Rivka appeared at the well and filled up her jar with water. Avraham's servant ran up to her and asked, would you give me a little bit of water? We're going to hear the words of the Torah now. It's okay if you don't understand them all. Just close your eyes and listen. Unless you're riding on a camel. If you are, try to keep your balance so you don't fall off. Ready? We're in the third Aliyah. Vatomer shetehe adoni vatamaher vatored kada alyada vatashkehu vatecha lehashkoto vatomer gamligmalecha eshav ad imkilu lishtot Vatamaher, Vataar Kada El Hashoket, Vatarot Od, El Habeer Lishov, Vatishav Lechogamalav. She said, Drink, sir. She hurried and lowered her jar into her hand and let him drink. When she had let him drink his fill, she said, I will also draw for your camels until they finish drinking. She hurried and emptied her jar into the trough. She ran again to the well to draw water, and she got water for all his camels. What do you notice in this pasuk, Ravi? That she's being very kind. She's being very kind. What shows you her kindness? She lets him drink his fill and not being like, you have a minute, go, you start now. Right, and it's not that she just brings one little glass of water and says, here you go. It's a big jar. It's probably a big jar, and it says that he drinks his fill. I mean, he's done. That means, right, until he's done. And then what does Rivka do after that? Um, She says, I will also draw for you camels until they are finished drinking. Right, so she doesn't just give the camels just a little bit of water. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot of water. And if camels are thirsty, 
Do you imagine that they drink just a little bit of water or a whole bunch of water? A whole bunch of water. So this wasn't just a quick thing that Rivka did. She was going to the well probably to get water for her family because in those days, people didn't just turn on a faucet and get the water that they needed. It was a whole production. They had to go to the well and take a jar and then fill it up and then bring it back. So do you imagine that this sort of scenario took a little bit of time or took uh, a lot of time when Rifka was already probably busy and thinking about what she needed to do to bring back for her family. A lot of time. Because then she also had to fill it up again. Right. Let's look closely at these at these words. How is Rifka moving as she is doing this? Quickly. She's moving quickly. How do we know that? It says that she hurried and emptied her jar into the trough. And then it says that she ran again to the well to draw water. And those hurried and ran means fast. How many times are we told that Rifka is working quickly? One, two, three. She hurried, she hurried, she ran again. She hurried, she hurried, and she ran again, right? And it is clear. Now, the the Torah doesn't waste words. So if the Torah is repeating these words, it means it wants us to focus in on that. So what do you think the Torah is trying to teach us about Rivka and about her attitude or her approach to this? That she's not like, oh, I'm going to walk back to the well to get you more water. But she's like, I'm going to run there like I'm running the marathon and then run back. Right. So what can we learn from this about how we should do kind things, how we should do acts of chesed. We should approach kindness in a different way, being like, I'm going to get you it now, and I'm going to run, and then run back, and then hurry, and then hurry back. And then do that like again and again and again until you're done doing what you need to do. Right, because kindness is so important that we should run after it, chase for it, go quickly, right? Not just wait around and maybe we'll end up doing the right thing Drink or the nice, nice thing. Drink coffee. Right. Does it, it, it does not say that Rivka stopped, took a drink of her coffee and then decided, oh, now I see someone. Maybe I'll help him out. And also, um, the servant, he said to God, like, if she lets the cam, not only gives me water, but gives the camels the wa- a lot of water until they're done, I know that she'll be the right person. And then she does that exact same thing. So out of all of the things that Avraham's servant could have asked God for for a sign, why do you think that it was that? Why do you think that it was about kindness? Because if you have a... Having a kind wife or husband is better than having a mean wife or husband. I think having a kind partner in life is a very good idea, right? There are lots of actually virtues that we could have heard that the servant chose from. Maybe the servant would have asked for a sign that someone was smart or that someone was uh, wealthy or that someone was wealthy or that, right? But But the servant chose kindness as the most important virtue. Kindness is a big thing in the Torah and all of Judaism. Say more about that. Because a lot of the stories have people not being kind, like Pharaoh, Cain and Abel. Well, we did last week just learn about all of the wickedness that was in the cities of Stom and Amorah. So maybe it's all the more important that we think about positive role models of kindness. 
Does the way you do something matter? Yes. How so? Because um, if you're going to be kind, you want to be kind with a full heart. I agree with you. So I have a question. When you meet someone, how can you tell if they're a good and a kind person? On what they say and what they do. On what they say and what they do. Can you say more about that? Because if they're if they say things that are kind while punching you, that's ridiculous. But if they say things mean while shaking your hand, that's also ridiculous. It reminds me about what we talk about with Abba about integrity. Yes, character is who you are when nobody else is around. Character is who you are when no one else is around. Right. And we talk about that in our family a lot because it's really important to us that we be acting in kind ways, whether or not people are watching or people are looking out to to see what's going on or the impressions that we make. And if people don't even deserve to be treated kindly, to still treat them kindly. Ooh, that's a good lesson. And that's really hard to do sometimes. Like, if Rivka has been mean, the servant could have said, thank you for the water, because he still might have gotten some water, even if Rivka had been very mean. Right, or flip it the other way, even if the servant, now the servant asked very politely, I think, may I have something to drink? And But even if the servant hadn't asked in that like, kind hey, of way. hey, lady, give me water. <laughs> <laughs> and if Rifka's kindness came through, even, even then, that really would have made an important impression. Wow, Ravi, I loved learning with you today. And we can talk more about the Parsha with the rest of our family over Shabbat. What do you think we should ask everyone at our Shabbat table? Um, if they would have made a different test besides kindness. Hmm, I wonder what they'll say. Thank you so much for being a part of our Torah time. Join us next week for Parsha Told Up. Until Until next next Torah time. time!